0: From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans.
1: And hello again everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of celebrating powerhouse women the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community i am your host amanda Pierce, and today it is my great pleasure to introduce our guest laura balance she is the executive director of the hudgens art center for learning here in gwinnett county good morning laura good morning amanda thank you so much
0: for having me here today i'm so excited um so yes i'm laura balance executive director of the hudgens center for art and learning Um, We were established in 1981 as Gwinnett Council for the Arts and now um, are housed in a 34,000 square foot facility on the Gas South district campus um, and proudly known as the Jacqueline Casey Hudgens Center for Art and Learning. So within that uh, facility we have five gallery spaces, uh, two education wings, two wonderful event spaces, and a 28,000 square foot sculpture garden. So we serve the community through uh, arts education initiatives some really robust and wonderful outreach programs that support underserved individuals and families in our community and um, within the galleries we feature local regional artists as well as uh, nationally and internationally renowned
1: Including Picasso. Including Picasso. That's one of the hidden secrets about the Hudgens. Well, not hidden anymore. (gasps) Talking about it now. Yes. Talking about it now. The world knows. Yes. Laura, I have had the great pleasure of... of participating in some events at your facility. Most recently, we yes. gathered in that gorgeous garden for mm-hmm. a women's event for the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. And what a gorgeous ambiance. The weather was perfect. It's very spacious. You have the... Were there koi in the pond, or was that just a water feature?
0: They look like koi. Uh-huh. They're technically goldfish, large Large goldfish, goldfish yeah. Um, but yeah, we have, you know, this lovely uh, pond with water features, the fish. Mm-hmm. Um and a number of species indigenous to plant species, right? Uh, indigenous to to the region to Georgia, mm-hmm. um, and it's really it's such a wonderful place. It's right there at the corner of Sugarloaf and Satellite, and and it's this beautifully quiet nestled
1: it's yes, really kind of hidden it's, it, it is the but, walls um, are built up kind of around it so it's private mm-hmm, you know you can host mm-hmm. events and and it, there's some seclusion yes um we had that the smart uh the smart honors program we have receptions for those students we as did well. that last year we had um, a food truck and y- we had yes. all kinds of stuff that was a lot of fun yes
0: and we'll be hosting Corners outreach in the garden tomorrow um the wonderful work that they do bringing in some of their students it's a great place for the community and all of our gallery spaces, the Sculpture Garden as well, are always free and open to the public. So please come on by.
1: I actually had my headshots done there by a mutual friend of ours, Miss oh, yes. uh, Kate Autry oh, King. Yes, yes. Uh, and we use the beautiful garden as the scene for the photo shot.
0: It's a wonderful spot. Shoot, yeah. And I, if you are not familiar with the Hudgens Center for Art and Learning and the the space there please come by and see us and you know bring your brown bag lunch your chick-fil-a across the street mm-hmm. and just come sit and enjoy a quiet you know hour or so in the garden we find a walk out there sometimes mm-hmm. and there's somebody reading at a table in the garden I just Peaceful. love that it's yeah it's yeah. for everyone so everyone should enjoy it
1: Well, we talked about intimate, and we'll spend just a a moment speaking about the magnitude of events that you guys host, and then we'll move on to getting to know Laura as a person. Okay. But I've also uh, attended a gala there. We did that with J.T. Wu for the Preface Project, Mm -hmm. and that was quite the event. Yes. It had dancing speaking um, a full three-course meal we had uh, the common space was used talk a little bit about how you kind of plan an event like that because obviously you're involved as the director so if someone wanted to utilize that large event space and put on a gala uh, talk a little bit about what it what that entails
0: sure um so we contract with gas south district and explore gwinnett to rent out our venue spaces so we have the sculpture garden it's often used for um you know a lot of people get married in the garden it's a (gasps) great place to get married that's a good Um, idea it's a beautiful place to get married um or for the ceremony and then they'll move into the grand hall for reception dancing um, and then the classic room formerly known as the black box room um, which is another breakout space um, for the preface gala that you mentioned It was, you know, we had 150 tables set up in there. So we do some events internally for the Hutchins, but um, we more often contract with Gas South District and Explore Gwinnett to – to utilize our space for venue rentals. Ah, very nice.
1: Yeah. Well, you guys do a, a wonderful job, and I know you work very Thanks. hard behind Thank the you. scenes. You were you were working really hard that day, trying to get all the audio, yeah. visual, squared away. Yeah. I know that's. Uh, you take great pride in the center, and it is apparent that you have an enthusiasm for the arts. Thank you. So let's ri- rewind a little bit and share about that passion, because you yourself are a worldly traveler. Um, and you also enjoy music and art itself as a whole. So share with us where that passion originated and a little bit about how um, you started on this journey.
0: Okay, wow, that's <laughs> a three-part <laughs> question to think back some uh-huh. years to you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I am incredibly excited about the work that we do at the Hudgens. It's, it's, it's an amazing facility, and you know, it's often referred to as the hidden gem. We'd like really to drop is. the adjective. Yeah shouldn't be hidden, hidden. Um, it really serves as the visual arts hub of Gwinnett and a larger community so um, so excited to you know from you talk about what led me here you know that I ended up here is, is truly an honor and a privilege and it's just my dream job um, working with in this incredible s- incredibly supportive community incredible community um, but I'm, I'm an Atlanta native and uh, grew up in North West Atlanta, uh, alum of the Galloway School in Chastain Park and started at Agnes Scott College, a small women's college over in Decatur, and graduated from Georgia State University. Um, my father uh, was wonderfully supportive of my interest in the arts. I think it was my uncle who at birth gave me a lifetime subscription to National Geographic magazine. Uh-huh. So I remember as a kid just poring over the images of those magazines, you know? And I think that was kind of where it started. I became interested in photography, documentary photography, photojournalism. And Christmas when I was 12, my father gave me an old Nikon F camera. It was so much fun. And I started taking classes after school at in high school at Atlanta College of Art. But then... During the school hours, I spent a lot of time in the ceramics and sculpture studio mm-hmm. at the Galloway School. So I was kind of falling in love with both mediums um, as a young artist, and participated in um, you know juried exhibitions um, around Atlanta and and doing pretty well with that. But then my father, he's love my dad. He doesn't go to the Kroger without a bow tie. Ah. He wanted all of his daughters in you know traditional liberal arts. Um, women's colleges in the south so there was a little bit of push and pull there um and i ended only child are you oh i'm one of four one of four so i'm in the middle Mm -hmm. the middle child i wear (laughs) proudly it's a badge um but uh yeah so i i ended up uh, an alum of georgia state loved it at at georgia state studying cultural anthropology but never gave up on the um my interest and passion for the arts and moved pretty quickly. I spent two years at the Home Depot corporate office after graduation because I was traveling that route that my you know my father encouraged me. The corporate route. Right, yeah. you know, you, you do your few decades and retire Retired, with a pension and watch, K, and, yep. yeah. Um, but uh, I gave it a try, I gave it two years and I got a lot out of it. Um, and then moved back into, or moved into, The nonprofit sector specifically within the arts and I've I've always said like you kind of land right where you are supposed to be you know you can divert along the path but you know if you keep true to yourself and your interests you you end up right where you're supposed to be so I started out at the Woodruff Arts Center uh, coordinating their community education program non-degree programming uh, workshops and uh, you know engagement activities for art educators studio art and art history working with the college board um i coordinated the the summer camp um for the center as well and and loved it and then moved on to after about five years i think moved on to savannah SCAD. college of art design yeah yep. scad atlanta when they opened their campus here in atlanta so 10 plus years at scad atlanta um doing the same thing they did not have a community education or continuing education program prior so I launched the program at SCAD Atlanta yeah and And is it still ongoing it is not um, it it was successful for a number of years but as the degree uh, seeking student body grew it was you know dissolved. yeah Yeah. it, it really you know we were we were funneling more students into the degree program and and so there, it just became space became an issue logistically it was it was just a, an operational decision like you know we've got to kind of choose to grow in this area or this area.
1: Um, well, congratulations though for for launching something that was successful for that period oh, of time. Oh yeah,
0: no, I, I mean it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I love the community, getting love the community education piece of it. Getting the community into these classes that are just you know just kind of art light um getting involved in something getting your hands dirty it's a wonderful healthy outlet Mm -hmm. but uh, i also so i think that ran about five maybe seven years while i was at scad that you know it grew it was successful um but then it was tabled um, I also coordinated uh, and launched the the Art Smarts camp for for SCAD Atlanta. Again, working with educators at, through the College Board, through the National Art Educators Association. So yeah, any of the non-degree programming, campus visitation, all of that was kind of under my realm. So. Mm-hmm. It was great. It's an amazing institution, and I,
1: you know, still love it. And SCAD. it's gorgeous. I love driving by it. Oh, my Went gosh. the a beautiful um, campus with the SCAD logo right there yeah. on the top of the building. It sounds like for a long time, and I, I want to continue on with um, your road to success and how you got here to the Hudgens, but it sounds like throughout all of the positions that you've been in or throughout all of the roles that you experimented with, Home Depot including, included, coordination and kind of, um, analytics Mm -hmm. is heavily involved. Yes. When you were a young gal in school, did you excel at mathematics and obviously the arts, but the things that would kind of be the. Um, the roots for you to have all these coordination and these skills. Not everybody is as organized or is as capable of launching and sticking with things like this as you are. So where would you say that those qualities kind of came from? Were you born with them or did you manifest them throughout your life?
0: I think it's a combination of both. Um, I'm very organized. I love my color coded Excel spreadsheets. Oh my goodness. I love them. -hmm. Um, I think, you know, in part, it's being one in a family of six, where my you know my family they're just all kind of they're the all place. over the place. Yeah, and we're all talking at once, and so within that, like I always had to find my my structure, my place. You know, and and I was I was as the middle child, the quieter one, and kind of watching the room, and you know, just who's doing what, and um, so I think learning human behavior. Through you know just being in a large part of a large crazy family, um, I mean everybody's family's crazy, but you know definitely <laughs> I love it. Um, but then you know also kind of learning about human behavior and the way people act and react to certain situations. Um, yeah, that that helps to kind of create structure. I I find now that I'm really great at math. I didn't realize that and. In school you know I always thought it was not my subject um, but then when I picked up music I realized that I, I actually I love math I'm mm-hmm. really great with numbers and again there's structure within that that I really appreciate I like to be wild but like Within the guardrails, like let's set up the guardrails, and then you can bounce around comfortably and <laughs> be impulsive. So,
1: yeah, that's it's a series, uh, Andy Stanley, that I enjoy. It's called Guardrails. Oh, so you've not listened okay. To that. I
0: need to. Li- I need yeah. to listen. Need Very to listen. nice on that
1: one. Well, you hit the nail on the head. I wasn't able to quite put it into words before, but you said uh, the structure mm-hmm. kind of helped you navigate, and that is again apparent in what you do. So, kind of, I want to touch back on that musical portion for a second. What okay. instruments do you play, or are you a singer, or all of the above? Okay,
0: definitely. I mean, I sing. I wouldn't call myself a singer. <laughs> I make up songs about the dog, uh-huh. you know, while I'm cooking. Oh, in we're going to talk
1: about Ozzy May here Ozzie in just May. a bit.
0: Um, so yeah, I like to sing, but I am not a singer. Uh, I play the cello. I didn't pick it up until I think I was 24. It was I started out in middle school with the clarinet, which was not my instrument of choice. Uh, I always wanted to play the cello, and so you know when I got out of college and I started making my own money. I, I went and started running a cello and um, found an instructor. She was with the ASO. She was great. Um, so I would go you know to her apartment once a week and and you know started learning the cello and just kept with it and it it became like a wonderful outlet. Um, and even I did you know some some composing. I really fell in love with with music through the cello. It's one of those instruments that y- you wrap your whole body around it, you know, it's, it's, y- you feel you the vibration the music, yeah, yeah. of, you know, the, what's coming out of the instrument. And, um, and it's got this wonderful, you know, bass quality that is most like the human sound. So it's, it's, you know, it's such a wonderful instrument to connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, you know, for a couple decades now, um, not so much the last couple years, I've had some issues with carpal tunnel, but, um, but was, I own it, and you still tinker with it. I've got a couple. <gasps> I still play, um, and uh, you know, I've sat in on some recording projects and played with various
1: local bands
0: oh, and ooh. more. Well, you know, so I mean, you read
1: and write music.
0: Like you, can, I can read music. I can write music. I wouldn't say I'm actively
1: so reading or writing music. Composed but, by sound. When you're talking about that, you like to play around. Yeah, with songs? you know,
0: I'll, I'll come up with something and then jot it down. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, just jot the the notes down, and it's it's fun. It's a great way to you know lock yourself in a room and and um, just play around, and then write it down, and kind of make adjustments as you go along. And um, it's it really it's it's such a great kind of cathartic like said, stress afterwards. relief. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: That's very interesting. It's funny that you say that when we're talking about music. My nephew is seven years old, and he is starting piano. So oh. he loves the piano. They have a piano at home. But the lessons, he's not too fond of okay. because it's the structure. The sit down, let's learn. You know, mm-hmm. he's more by sound. And yep. he, he can actually take his iPad because, you know, kids these days are so smart. Yeah. And listen to a sound or watch a little video and then recreate it more so than wanting to be disciplined to learn how to read the music or do it in a structured environment, like mm-hmm. you said. hmm But the intrigue is very much there. So I hope he'll pick it up and and carry on throughout his adulthood.
0: I hope so, too. I mean, it's a wonderful thing to have in your life, music, you know, just to appreciate music. But then to be able to play music, you know, it's a way of communicating um, with others and connecting with others. And whatever it takes, you know, everybody's a different kind of learner. And self-taught sometimes is more successful than, you know, the the rigid, like, yeah, yeah, you must practice three Uh hours a day, you know, the way that... Your piano teacher tells yep. you to. But, and I actually, I remember being in elementary school and we had a really nice piano in my parents' living room and I took scotch tape and magic marker and colored the, put tape, colored tape, colored the tape and put them on different keys. And that, so and I was identify. trying to yeah. learn on that. My, my mom had a
1: fit and made me peel the
0: tape off. And that was at the end of my piano. At you didn't take
1: the permanent marker to the keys themselves. No. You no. thought about the tape. Well, you know, <laughs> I thought about the degree of trouble mm-hmm. that, would, that, you know, get the it. tape I could pull off right. at least, but. So speaking of parents and speaking about all of uh, the rich culture that you have in your world, whether it be with the arts or family, the community, music, um, where do you derive inspiration or who have been some people that have been mentors to you along the way as you are on this road to success?
0: Oh, my goodness. You know, the one that comes to mind first is my sister, Marthy, who she was my younger sister and she passed away at 40 from ALS. she she did it all and you know where I was a quieter child um she was just out there from the get-go she graduated from high school year early working three jobs and doing three varsity sports and she was you know she went to Venice Italy to run the marathon there just on a whim she's just army airborne paratrooper um slight little thing you know she's maybe five five and but she just she really she was uh rode crew for Stetson University, and did the um, the oh gosh, what did the whatever crew we got on the Charles River in Boston? rowing, rowing, yeah, yeah, rowing. Um, so she just she really did everything, and her at one point towards the end of her life, I asked her like, what what singular thing are you most proud of? And she said, it's not any one thing. It's that I said yes to every opportunity. And so that's, that's something that I still, you know, even in the face of somebody asked me like, would you be interested in? I'm like, oh my gosh, absolutely not. I, you say yes. I say yes. It's an opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, you put yourself out there and get outside of your comfort zone and, and, and your life is richer for it. Um, the other people who i think have have helped to mentor me i mean my parents my parents are wonderful people and they've always encouraged me um to live a life in service to others and and that's become kind of the overarching objective of every day um and there are so many within our community susan bacon um, she heads up the the hudgens sculpture garden volunteer committee she's in our Gwinnett Rotary Club she's has you know she was a science teacher for years and years and then started her own um grant writing fundraising consultancy and she's just she's done so much and she's wonderfully supportive and has great information in more recent years I would refer to her as my as my mentor but uh but yeah I mean I've been blessed to have so many great people in my life and support me Mm -hmm. and and mentor me
1: Well, I want to rewind just a little bit because I know that that is, um, I'm sorry for the loss of your sister. Thanks. You're welcome. And I know that you um, are committed to the the foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, she uh, passed away from ALS and you have been heavily involved with the Muscular Dystrophy Association in Atlanta. Um, after that, share with our listeners a little bit about um, your ability to raise so much money for this organization. Obviously, you're personally devoted to it, but that is a, a large feat um, to our listeners out there. She is responsible for raising up to a million dollars on an annual basis for clinical trials for ALS. Mm-hmm. So how are you able to raise that amount for that specific cause? I know it's a challenge fundraising. Share with us that experience about your involvement. Um thank you so and thanks for the you know sorry about your sister
0: it's you know everything there's a silver lining in everything and uh, her loss means that I now get to go out and connect with and support these families that are that are living with an ALS diagnosis Um, and that's it's such a it's it's you know rewarding. yeah it's Mm -hmm. incredibly gratifying and rewarding and to the million dollar number or any of the work that we do with the Muscular Dystrophy Association, it is not a one-man job. We have a lot of wonderful people who go out there and hit the pavement, um, you know, looking for support, for funding. Um, and, but it started with, she passed in March of 2016. And there's a, a large, you know, the Muscular Dystrophy Association holds the Night of Hope Gala mm-hmm. uh, for ALS every year. Uh, it's in October, or it has been um, in previous years prior to the pandemic. So September of 2016, five or six months after she passed, I got a phone call out of the blue. Um, my sister, Marthy, was, you know, she used to love to go to the Night of Hope gala, and, you know, she'd roll up in her, um, you know, her her power wheelchair, the RoboCop chair, we like to call it, Um and in her full gown, yeah. yeah, she'd have a great time with her wine and her, and her Ooh, cup holder, cup holder that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a call, you know, we're looking for someone to, to speak to the more personal aspect of this disease to a crowd of 600 people in black tie. Mm. And I thought, gosh, that sounds uh, intimidating. Yeah, I don't know if I really want you. It's all really fresh and raw. And um, But again, say yes to every opportunity. So I said, sure, you know, I can do that. Um, and the night of i talked my brother-in-law who's not like my brother uh into you know he was going to get up with me and wanted to say a few words as well so it was during the portion of the evening where um it's just before the big fundraising effort you know please just give to support the cause Mm -hmm. so i had seven or eight minutes and you know i spoke from the heart and while your sister was in the audience she had just passed about six months prior so this was the year that she passed my first time to the event um her first time not at the event gotcha. since she passed um since since she had been diagnosed but uh so yeah I, I got up and and spoke about her life and and what the loss of her meant to to me and to so many others and and I sat down and watched about hundred and forty thousand dollars. Um, and paddle raises in about ten or fifteen minutes, and I, I remembered sitting at the table and looking at the stream and thinking, "This is it. Mm-hmm. This is, this is what we do. Yeah. Like this is. It's it's. I had all the other pieces of like." Nonprofit management, but it was the development piece that I really wanted to figure out so many people are intimidated to ask for money And I, I mean, I don't ask my parents for five bucks. I can't mm-hmm. do it But if it's a cause I believe in right I will ask yeah. you know, it is important It's important to, to me to yeah. the community um, So and that's how I feel about the Hudgens for fundraising for the Hudgens as well It's you know, you're passionate about something. We need the support. I'm gonna ask you for it Um and and that, but that was the game changer for me. I just remember sitting at this table, and watching these people give, and thinking, "This it's is magical. Th- this is yeah. this is what it's about. You take the the money and the resources, and you drive them to a specific need or cause within the community." And uh, so, yeah, a week later, I think I had a job offer from the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And <laughs> so I was like, "Sure." Um, and uh, I spent three years there working. Uh, with ALS families and um, on that event specifically so and I'm still involved as mm-hmm.
1: you know part of the steering committee. Congratulations to your successful efforts and oh, I know that you, you will continue to have success yes. especially for a cause that you're uh, enthusiastic yes. about. Yes always. Um, for those of you just joined us we are speaking with Laura Balance and she is the executive director of the Hudgens Art Center for Learning here in Duluth Georgia and Laura we're going to take a small break and when we return we're going to switch gears. Okay. All right. Thanks Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision, machined, iron, and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. Welcome back to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierce again joined by Laura Balance, the Executive Director for the Hudgens Arts Center. Um, before the break, we were talking about her ability to drive funds for all kinds of nonprofit organizations. And for those of you that don't know, the Hudgens Arts Center for Learning is a not-for-profit organization as well. Correct. Yes. Really quickly before I forget, tell people who are listening where they can find out more about the Hudgens or possibly... Um, Participate, uh, donate, all of the above.
0: Yes, thank you, Amanda. Of course. So, thehudgens.org is our website. Our phone number is 770 623 6002, or stop by 6400 Sugarloaf. um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, 6400 Sugarloaf Parkway. Thanks for making sure I knew my (laughs) Right by the Gas South Arena. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. We are on the satellite end uh, of the Gas South District campus. And uh, please, you know, we've got a wonderful gift shop, five gallery spaces. Um, the Sculpture Garden, always free and open to the public. So please come by. Um, say hello. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to connect with the community. We get out quite a bit, too, and do events off-site. Um, but the website is the best place to go. Um, also, follow us on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram. We post all of our events and um, ongoings there.
1: And is spelled H-U-D-G-E-N-S. Correct. For those so. of you that might misspell it phonetically like I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, it's thehudgens.org. The and okay. we are a proud nonprofit.
1: Yes. Well, Laura, um, I was reading in your bio and I want to talk a little bit about um, your travels okay. because you are a worldly traveler, and I know that's something that you enjoy doing. You have independently traveled to 70 plus countries and six continents continents. But what is curious to me, and, and pardon my naivety, but explain or elaborate, you enjoy documentary and narrative photography. Yes. I don't know what that is. Help me understand. So
0: I I mentioned uh National Geographic yeah. magazines that you know I've had a lifetime subscription to and that's documentary photography. Oh, perfect! Really, you know, just in a nutshell, there is some great. Diane Arbus is a wonderful documentary photographer, one of my favorites. Um, but really, it's 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 storytelling through photography. Uh, most often, people are the subject, and um, and that's what drives my travel: is getting outside of my world and connecting with people and other worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my it's my yoga, it's my chiropractor, it's whatever. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. me getting
1: that, that deep breath that I That's need. That's how Laura balance finds her balance. Uh, that is how I find my
0: balance. <laughs> <laughs> Get me on a plane, land me somewhere strange. And, and it all started with friend. that
1: Nikon camera back in the day.
0: Yeah, and just, you know, my father, both my grandparents were, were early aviators. Um, I think my grandmother got her pilot's license in 1927. Wow. Yeah, um, and my grandfather was a few years before her uh my father got his pilot's license at 16 and he worked with delta airlines as a as a delta captain for 37 years before he retired in 99 he's still
1: that explains it that my dad also worked for delta so we had the privilege of non-revving yep, so yep. that's how know, you travel so game. much
0: yes and well now i've moved from non-revving to the um,
1: companion status uh,
0: you know well so I know, and I know,
1: I love that you know this Spirit game. Spirit Air is cheaper than the companion S3P. tickets, okay? Yes.
0: Well, now we rack up the miles. And so we we do everything we can with miles um, because the standby game has just gotten no, too know. changed. It's not. I don't like being stuck at the airport for no. three days watching the plane sleep without me. Oh. So,
1: yeah. For those of you, uh, and I apologize because I know Laura on a personal level, but Laura is a uh, wife and a mother to two teenagers yes. and also a fur baby yes. that we mentioned earlier for those of you that caught that funny name, Ozzy Mae. Yes. And Ozzy Mae is a pity collie mix. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about what it's like in the balance home. So... Uh, with two teenagers, it's
0: ne- you don't. You wake up in the morning. You think you know the day, but you you don't. It's unpredictable. So Dalia fifteen, fifteen. Uh, Simon is eighteen, and Ozzy, we think is about two and a half. He was a COVID dog. Um,
1: wait wait wait. You got the dog during COVID? Yes. Okay. Was,
0: well, and his name. We were supposed to take the kids to Australia and New Zealand for mm-hmm. two weeks in May, June of 2020. That of course, didn't happen, so uh, Dahlia, at that time she wanted she wanted a dog, and I've always had animals, and my cat was seventeen and on our you know, they've always been rescued. Mm-hmm. It's whoever shows up on the doorstep or right. um, so we we decided to go down to Cobb County Animal Control, which is a, still they euthanized mm-hmm. there, so we thought it was important to go and yeah. I adopt
1: don't shop yeah adopt.
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um so we came home with with Ozzy and but we, we had this family debate like what do we name the dog and I I believe in like animals get people names you know we're not spot we're not fluffy I mean they're fluffy sure right but you know they need a name uh-huh. They need a, a quality name and because uh, they're part of the family yeah and my husband he wanted it to be you know it's got to be punk rock i'm mm-hmm. like whatever all right buddy um
1: yeah.
0: he's almost so it is Aussie.
1: ozzie he's
0: actually yeah he's ozzie uh-huh. um and and then dahlia wanted it to have a his name to have a story behind it so we were supposed to go to australia the land of oz ozzy Osborne. i don't know if Kinda he really qualifies th- yeah. as punk rock but whatever mm-hmm. Will allow it, um, and then Ozzy is you know it's a, it's a good solid boy's name. Yeah, so and like you
1: were saying Australia people are known as Aussies. Yep. from Australia.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's the land down under, the land of Oz, and and there you have Ozzy. Mm-hmm. So he's an important part of the family now, and he keeps us all laughing and happy and exercising, which is
1: good. Well, what about the middle name? My dog had a middle name, so I feel you. Mines was Reagan Elizabeth and oh, yours is Aussie yes. May. Yes. So where did the May come from? Laura? Well, The May
0: is my married name. So mm-hmm. balance is my professional name. Um, so uh, I was joking with you earlier. I don't go by Laura May because it sounds like I should be baking pies at the state fair, <laughs> but also, you know, you spend so many years kind of establishing your professional yeah. reputation mm-hmm. and connections and to switch up my last name at the last minute or not the last
1: minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been married for almost 10 years. Um, A lot of people do that. I know, especially like attorneys or whatever, like you said, um, if you've developed a reputation, a professional attachment to that name, it's just Mm -hmm. easier for everybody to continue to know you as. Yeah. And I go
0: by both. Laura Balance, Laura May, Mm -hmm. Laura Balance May. Mm -hmm. Never Laura May Balance because that leaves in question. Right. You know, I do (laughs)
1: like it does sound Southern though. Like Laura May. May. I do kind of like it actually, Uh
0: quietly, secretly.
1: Laura, let me ask you a question kind of uh, on a serious note about leadership because yes. you um, lead the Hudgens Art Center, you mm-hmm. lead a team, you yes. are a proponent for Gwinnett here in the community. Yes. We often see each other at civic and networking events. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be a leader to you? And what are some qualities that make up a good leader? That's such
0: a great question and not one that's asked often enough, I think. Um, I think, you know, being a leader, you, you are the example. And you have to think about, you know, every day when you go out into the world, what are you, how are you presenting yourself? Like who are you representing um, besides just yourself? So all the other organizations you may be associated with um, from the Rotary Club of Gwinnett to the Hudson Center for Art Learning to the Muscular Dystrophy Association to, you know, the Mary Kistner Gallery at the new Lawrenceville Arts Center, whoever it is. Our board, you know, Mm -hmm. I represent our board. Um, So with that, you know, you just, it's about being your best self and putting your best foot forward every day. Um, and I think, you know, with women, it's tough. It's sometimes you, you hear there's that expression, like you're either too nice or you're too too assertive. Right. Um, And that you can only be one or the other and you should be neither, but I think you should be both. I think it's a healthy balance of both. Firm and kind. Mm -hmm. You know, you know your line. Um you catch more what is this expression? You catch more bees with honey, more flies with honey. I think it's the bees make the honey and Uh then they catch flies, whatever. But um so you know, I believe in just promoting kindness. You know, the life our lives are short, you know, and the world is really smaller than we think it is. And um are so much smaller than we think it is, and I think it's important to project forgiveness and kindness, positivity. For, uh, positivity, yes. Bring good into the world, you know. Um, you so exude all those qualities, for. Ah, thanks, Amanda. You're welcome. I and I feel them, you know, deep down. Um, and I tell the fifteen-year our fifteen-year-old Dahlia, you know, the the beauty that you have and project, it's not about the eye makeup or what you're wearing or what your hair looks like. It's about what comes from inside. Mm-hmm. And that's what people respond to. And that's where they see your true beauty because the other stuff, it Aesthetics, fades. Yeah. yeah. And we get older. Everybody's getting older all the time, you know? And uh, so you do what you can to, to look your best mm-hmm. every day. But the, your true beauty and your true leadership comes from what okay. you, yeah, what's within and what you project and share with others and the way that you encourage others to move forward with you to impact positive change Mm -hmm. for our community
1: for the greater good. I like that. And that's a lot of women whom I've interviewed have said something similar in a sense that it's very important to reach back and pull forward and support and continue to manifest that positivity because there's just so much negativity out there. Why do we want to add to that?
0: Yeah. I. What you just said gave me chills Mm -hmm. because I do think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of elbowing for who's going to get to the top of the heat, but there's a place for all of us, you know, bring something to the table, um, listen to others at the table, work together because it, no one person can take credit for any great thing that happens mm-hmm. in the community or great thing that, you know, comes to surface. It's, it's a team of people and we do need to bring each other forward, hold each other up, um, promote each other. Yeah. And support hold each, each other accountable. Yes. That's true too. Accountability. Absolutely. Accountability.
1: Laura, our time has passed very quickly. Oh, I told no. you that it would go by. Oh, my goodness. I know. But before we go, one of my favorite things to ask yes. all the powerhouse ladies is what nugget of wisdom or a uh, little piece of advice would you like to leave with those listening um, that you, you want them to remember you by?
0: You know, I'm going to borrow from my sister because it, it really is, it rings true for me and um, say yes to every opportunity. You know it's easy to shy away from stuff. it's easy to feel overwhelmed or intimidated, but you never know the doors that will open um, when you put yourself out there and even the tough stuff, once you get through it you it's a it's an esteem builder. you realize like you know I got through that and I did it, and it wasn't so bad and and yeah, say yes to every opportunity, no matter the the how insurmountable it may seem um
1: yeah. Go for do it. Do you remember, and I'm dating myself, but I loved Jim Carrey, uh, okay. that movie Yes Man? Did yes, you ever yes, see yes, it? yes, yes, yes. That yes. was great. You know, he said, no, no, no. And then he said yes to everything, yeah. extreme, skydiving, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So just say yes. Yes. Laura, do you listen to podcasts? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know you've listened to these on the website. Yes. But do you yeah. enjoy audiobooks or anything? You know, I don't. I, I You mean, like I should. tangible text, don't I, you? I do. You're, I know. It, and, yeah.
0: um, you know, there's nothing like that, like that tactile, like the turning of the dog-eared Even pages the of the smell. book.
1: isn't that weird but it's like the smell like of the libraries back in the day
0: I'm a proud library card holder um and I you know I've never done audible my husband listens to podcasts all the time Mm -hmm. um but uh I've just not I don't have anyone that I go to or stick to regularly um I do love yours I've listened to plenty of yours so yeah
1: Yeah. Well, I listen on iTunes and that's what I was going to say. If you have an iPhone, it's right there on the purple.
0: Yeah. The iTunes on the iPhone. Perfect.
1: So those of you listening who have found value in this series, please hit that subscribe button. You can type in celebrating powerhouse women to any podcasting application. Just look for the Rosie the Riveter icon and you can enjoy series or excuse me. This series has been going on for three years now. So um, please hit subscribe. We'd love for you to join our community. These shows are available 24 seven online for those of you who would like to listen at businessradiox.com. Select the Gwinnett Studio. Laura, do you have any parting words for those listening?
0: I just want to say thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me the space to share. And um, and yes, the Hudgens Center for Art and Learning is such a great resource for the community. Um, there's something for everyone. If you feel like you can't draw a stick figure, I promise you... We, you'll still come to the Hudgens and have fun. So please uh, come by and, and see us. And, uh, and Laura and I will meet
1: you for coffee in the garden. Oh,
0: my goodness, we will.
1: And i got to tell you that there is a, a, a half of a school bus there. And I'm going to leave you guys oh, with yes. that cliffhanger yeah. so that you want to come in yes. and <laughs> check it out. Uh, thank you again for joining us today, Laura, on Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I've been your host, Amanda Pierce. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Amanda P-E-A-R-C-H. And until next time, this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio Wax. <laughs>